code violation, verbal abuse. No more clay, no more clay, no more clay. <laughs> we, we've, we've managed to get past the weakest major link. But uh, before we get to move on to the real slam, we have to discuss everything that happened during the 2019 French Open, uh, starting with the ladies singles champion, Miss Ash Barty. Um, Barty came in as the ace seed. She was... Miami champion earlier in the spring. Um, she took out a bunch of Americans this tournament. <laughs> she had, oh, a couple of players that she played that weren't Americans. Kind of crazy. The draw for her, but taking out Pegula, um, Daniel Collins, and she took out Petco, and Sophia Cannon, Madison Keys, Amanda Anisimova, and then finally Vondrusova in the final. Kind of an interesting draw. Yeah. It worked out well for her. Um, I saw where people were mentioning that she didn't really play anybody that was the top player, no top 10 players. But for me, that doesn't matter as much talking about the WTA because the field is always pretty deep. There's, you know, for a while now we've been coming into slams and there's been like 10 or 15 players that could possibly win the damn thing. So, right. you know, it's like, uh, I don't think that necessarily, you know, having a face off against a top 10 player is is uh it I don't think that necessarily means that you had the toughest draw. Right. And it's not really a, it's not really a a thing in her case here anyway cuz she's the top 10 player herself. Like you said she's won she won Miami earlier this year so she proved herself. It's not like, you know, saying oh if she faced a top 10 player at this point, then she definitely wouldn't have been able to do it because she probably right. would have beat Halep if she faced Halep in the semis. And she she had to go through Madison Keys, who is not a top 10 player, but she, she's she's competent. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know. Madison was, you know, a semifinalist last year, so getting back to uh, the quarters this year was good for her. She's always in that 10 to 15 range anyway, and that was, uh, she was playing pretty well, so. Right. Uh, that was definitely a tough match. Um, getting past yeah. Sophia Cannon was had to probably be pretty tough too. Sophia was pretty confident after having uh, beaten Serena. So yeah, that match did that went three sets, kind of. I mean, it was a big one third, but third set nonetheless. But uh, congrats the, to Barty though. Yeah, congrats! Absolutely, congrats to her. I, congrats I, to I like her. her. Um, I also heard that she she was asked a question after uh, impressed after winning about um, well I call her maggot but about Margaret Court <laughs> and she she absolutely paid the question completely so um, yeah. respect I heard about to that, that girl yeah respect um, I would venture to say she probably does not care for that lady at all but I don't know for sure but that's what I would think right um, on the other side, the other semifinalist, Marketa Vandrusova, um, I didn't know a lot about her coming into this tournament, but I guess I should have paid more attention. Um, she made the final in Budapest, quarterfinals at Indian Wells and Miami earlier this year, and Istanbul final. Um, and then coming here into the French, she beat Carlos Suarez Navarro, Sevastova, Martic, uh, and... Conta in the semis. Girl, thank you for that. We appreciate you so much. Definitely, definitely. Um, you did you did a great thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good on her to make this final. She's only 19 years old. Um, maybe a little bit overmatched, maybe a little bit nervous in the final. I didn't watch the final you did, so maybe I, you could speak a little bit more I saw that. the final. Man, listen here. It was... It, it was interesting. Because Barty was Barty was playing pretty much flawlessly. Like she played a great match 
like she she's been playing great tournaments the entire you know the entire time all her matches she's been playing pretty pretty flawlessly. But uh, Vondrasova was very 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 visibly nervous. It was crazy. Like her her nerves like they they took her over in that match. It was it was tough. Like she I don't think she she held serve at all in the first set. That one game that she won was a break. But um yeah, it was it was it was it was it was rough to watch a little bit. Cuz I, I was mean, cheering for her. You know, I'm playing your first slam final anybody's going to be nervous, but I think it probably added another, another layer that she hadn't played on that court the entire tournament. She had always been on the lower courts. Right, because the uh, semis had got moved to right. like she she played her semi on some moment too. Right. So she was she didn't get to hit on that court until the day of the final, you know, with her warm up and stuff like. So yeah. That's that's pretty tough too because that that atmosphere and everything you have to be completely ready for that. And uh, she probably, in fact, most certainly was not. So that added a whole other layer for her. Yeah, it, I think it would have been uh, interesting to see how she would have handled the occasion had she been playing um, Anna Samova. Because uh, two teenagers in the final would have been great. That's what I was looking forward to. I was too. And, uh, but Anna Samova would have been very nervous as well. As we saw in that in her semi, she got super nervous against Barty after going up a set in three love. She was making the most rookie mistakes and she could, she could barely move. She couldn't keep a ball in play. It was, it was, that was tough to watch as well. She was lucky to be up a set in three love because <laughs> yeah. that match was very wacky. You know, like Barty got up five Oh and like 15 minutes had two set points. And then, Bam, before you know it, uh, Anna Samova's won six games in a row. It goes to a tiebreak, and then she wins it, and then goes up 3-love in the second. So it was it's kind of all over the place. They kind of uh, gave each other hidden bagels in that match. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It was it was something. But I think she'll learn from it. Uh, definitely. So far this year, she's def- Anna Samova's definitely played her best at the two slams thus far this year. So I that's that's something good to go on to. And uh, I really like her, so I'm rooting for her. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hope I hope she does well. She'll be seated at Wimbledon. She's up to 26 in the rankings. That's a huge deal, especially at yeah. 17 years old, because you're so. she's playing. She's playing with, you know, with no like just just fearlessness at this point. So uh, that'll be good for her. Uh, anything else to say about the ladies? Uh. Nah, just that it was another quite unpredictable slam for them. Absolutely. Wimbledon, Wimbledon, I think Wimbledon might be a little bit more straightforward, but uh, still interesting nonetheless. I think um, I think we'll get a couple surprises, at least to the quarters. On the men's side, of course, we have Rafael Nadal winning for the 85th time. <laughs> um no but you know his 12th Roland Garros title uh I think I saw he was like 90 something and two at this tournament that which is ridiculous I think he's I think he's not 94 and two now something like that (laughs) that's so ridiculous um but you know I I didn't pay a ton of attention to him this tournament but for me the tournament kind of started for him in the third round having to play Goffin, um, you know, and then he got a pretty tired Nishikori in the quarters. Nishikori had, I think, played a couple of five-setters, yeah. as he always does, and then he shows up for the important match, and he has nothing left. Yeah, he um, had an interesting, he had something interesting to say about that as well. Like, he said, um, he keeps getting himself in these positions, like he's tired of losing the quarterfinals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he keeps, he keeps putting himself in this position, and he is starting to feel like he's not good enough as a tennis player, since he has to, he's always going five sets early and he feels like he might not be, you know, good enough to get past this position. So I, I think he has some like self evaluations to do. Cause he, he's this, this loss hurt him big time. Um, well, I don't, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Rafa then beat Fed in the semifinals. That was, um, 
you know, matched that was they were they were hyping it up quite a bit, you know, uh, having these two play with this first time in about two years that they had faced off against each other. And then, of course, the first time in a long time that they had faced off on clay because of Roger having skipped the last few clay seasons. So um, it ended up being an, an ass whooping. But, you know, it was I'm sure a lot of people watched and. Uh, it was, it, I saw exactly what I expected to see. Federer yeah, got mean, trounced. Yeah, I. I don't know. I guess some people are expecting something different. I don't know. But uh, then, of course, Rafa facing off against Team again in the final for the second year in a row. They faced off in the final. Um, he did better this year. Team, you know, was able to get a set and everything, but uh, still thoroughly overmatched in the end. Yeah, won that set and got punished. A shame. Um, and I, I, for me, I would have to think that the semifinal and the way things went down with, you know, on and off, on and off, and all of that maybe had a little bit to do with it in the end. You might have been a little bit gassed. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like what I said... During that during that long match that he played with Djokovic, and uh, I saw like people like Brad Gilbert and stuff. You know they were hoping for a tight you know five setters for the in the semis, and they were hoping for you know close matches. And I was like, that's all well and good, but I don't want to hear anybody saying anything about how this match has team gassed in the final because you know he had to play all this all this time on court, and this is exactly what you asked for. Like this that fifth set was there excuse that match was their excuse for wanting to keep five sets alive but then the integrity of the final is challenged because he can't produce his best tennis because he's so tired from playing that five set match over two days right it's annoying and then you know on top of having to just play five sets against you know any old body he wasn't just playing any old body he was playing Novak Djokovic and then, you know, your reward for beating Novak Djokovic is to get Rafa Nadal in another right. Roland Garros final. And that man does not lose Roland Garros final. So, uh, tough all around. But I, I still think he did a good job to make it back there. And, um, yeah, he's, he's knocking on the door big time. He's been in the semis or the finals every pushing. year since 2016. Yeah. Right. He's, he's pushing. Um, I think his time will come. I don't know when that will be, but I do think his time will come. Um, I don't know, do you have anything else to say about the men? Uh, Zverev made it back to the quarterfinals, surprising me. Mm, speaking Did of not that, see it coming. I, I had that written down in my notes. Apologize to Zverev because, um, Fran, listen, um, we read you down in the last episode for um, playing Geneva the week before, but <laughs> apparently, apparently, uh, that worked really really well for you you were able to get back to the quarterfinals and you did it um in a much easier fashion than last year so um you know apologies to you and your team y'all y'all made a good choice there we didn't see it but y'all did it Um, right my bad yeah my bad i you know and not to say that uh we won't read you or anyone else down again the very next time that y'all decide to play the week before a slam but you know just for this one we're taking it back a little bit Okay, just for this one, um, as you know, somebody who's been telling Venus Williams for years to go back to New Haven right before the U.S. Open, I should know better. <laughs> anyway, but um, you know, our bad. You know, <laughs> good tournament. <laughs> uh, I don't have. I don't know what else to say. Uh, you know, yeah. But um, I don't know. It was the men's side was, of course, always more predictable. All those seeds and the quarters and in the top four seeds in the semis and yeah, you know that side is the men's side is always a little more predictable, especially at the slams and the bigger tournaments. So yeah. Um, One more shout out to uh, shout out to uh, Stan Wawrinka for uh, making the quarterfinals. Absolutely. Um, Stan is, he's slowly but surely making his way back up. He did not take it the easy route. 
Uh, nah. But he is he is definitely fighting his way back, and he, he's coming back into form. He's playing some good tennis, so that's good to see for him too. And also, Karen Hatchinoff making his first major quarterfinal. Oh, I didn't realize that. Wow. And I think I had him like going out like first or second round in my bracket. Yeah, so did I. He could barely win sets. He could barely win sets all year, hey. and he decides to make the French Open quarters. I mean, shout out to him, but it was it was shocking. I guess all he needed was a three out of five, so he could you know, <laughs> have a little bit more time. In. Yeah. Um. That'll definitely help him in the long run because, uh, you know, all he had to his name was Paris Bear City at this point. So. Right. Um, the French Open is over, but uh, tennis has not ceased at all. Um, there are several events going on this week on the grass already. Um, and there's a turn. Uh, a Turgen Bosch this week. We have <laughs> the number one seed, Sitsipas, uh, on the men's side. Then the two seed is Chorich, three seed is Damonar, four seed Verdasco, fifth seed Goffin, six seed Tiafo, who won his match today. Um, yeah, and then the women's side, Kiki Burton's is the number one seed, Sabalenka is the number two seed, uh, at least Mertens is the number three seed. Anna Samova, the semifinalist, uh, just a few days ago, is already back in the Turkenbosch, and she's playing too. She's the A seed, so um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty interesting event there. They have all those top players, Sissy Paz, who was, you know, also right there. Yeah, I hope uh, hope Stefanos uh, wins that title. It'll it'll be it'll be good for him. Stuttgart, you have Sasha Zverev, the number one seed, Karen Achanov, Daniel Medvedev. Uh, those are the top three seeds. Gamon Fies is the fifth seed. Milos Raonic is the sixth seed. Felix Auger-Alexim is the seventh seed. Denis Shapovalov is the eighth seed. Uh, Songa is also in this tournament. He won today versus Misha Zverev. Uh, you have uh, Lopez Puy first round. And Kyrgios is also in the tournament at the bottom of the draw. He could possibly oh, yeah. have a second round against Shapo. So um, that's a pretty packed event, too. Let me see. I see Kyrgios will get hatching off in round two. Really? Yep. I must have looked at the draw. Let me see. Oh, yeah. That is hatching off. Yep. My bad. So he would get hatching off in the second round if he won his first round, not Shapo. Which makes sense because Shapo is the AC, so that's not the bottom of the draw. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, you have Nottingham uh, Caroline Garcia is the number one seed there you have Maria Sakari is the fourth seed uh, eighth seed is Kiki Ladinovich the new world number one in doubles um, after having won Birmingham this time last year made the US Open Finals she won the WTA Finals she made the Australian Open Finals she won Istanbul and then she won uh, Roland Garros over the weekend. So, uh, congrats to her for getting to that ranking. That's a pretty big deal, too. I think we're in for an interesting grass season. Uh, let me see. Stuttgart, I hope, uh, hope Felix makes a, makes a run here. I just hope he's healthy. You know, having a... He said he said he he said he's feeling good. He said he's been practicing, and he he feels good. So those young teenage bones, he should be all right. I pray. Serious, but I think um, I think Zverev might might be taking that trophy home. I think he's feeling a lot better now than he was before the clay. Right. 
picked up that little title, made the quarterfinals again. I think he'll be back to normal. Yeah, he's a confident player. So. Hopefully he takes some of that confidence into Wimbledon, too. It would be nice. He'll be... Mm, three, right, still? Or four? Uh, I think he's five, actually. Ooh. Let me see. Yeah, he's five. Who passed? Top, top four is uh, Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, and team. That's right. My bad. So he could get one of them in the quarters? Right. Okay. He better hope he's in a team section because team likely won't make it there. True. True. Um, he's better on the quicker courts now than he used to be, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so we are introducing a little bit of a new segment. Um, we have decided to pick our beatdown of the tournament, our match of the tournament, and our best dressed of the tournament. Um, for me, my beatdown of the tournament was Rafa over Roger in the semis, three, four, and two. Um, I saw somebody tweet Brad Gilbert and say, like, uh, who beats Roger like that, you know, in the semifinals of the tournament? That I was, <laughs> and then I was like, well, maybe they should check back. They must have missed the 2008 Rolling Girls final. Because <laughs> uh, I definitely remember a bagel. <laughs> what? So, what a day um, that was. Yeah, um, still one of my favorite matches ever. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Roger didn't necessarily play badly at any point during the semifinal. He just got his ass handed to him. Um, the level was just different from Rafa. So, I mean, when you're, you know, hitting a hundred mile per hour half volleys from the baseline for winners, it's like, what are you gonna do? You know, right. Um, I also have an honorable mention, Amanda Anisimova over Simona Hollis. Simona Hollis, <laughs> of course, the defending champion, um, you know, had managed to make her way back to the quarterfinals and was playing well. And uh, she got hit off that court. Um, Anisimova was going very, very hard to the backhand and then just hitting it to the open court. Uh, she was not afraid to go toe-to-toe in the cross court with... Uh, in a cross court rally with Hollip at all, and uh, of course has more power. So um, Hollip didn't really adjust the way she needed to, but at the same time, you know, it was a great match for Anisimova and mostly flawless. She got a little bit nervous, but mm-hmm. it was still really good. So that's my beat down of the tournament. Yeah, both of those is, are exactly what I had. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for a different sake, I'm going to pick. I'm going to say uh, Halep's fourth round over that, uh, how do you say that young lady's name? Spia Tech or something? How was oh. her name? Mm. Uh, Halep beat that that girl, 6-1, uh, 6-love. And Ooh. I think that match was only like 45 minutes. And um, I knew it was. I knew that match was going to go that way because beforehand, they asked, they talked to the girl about it, you know, her press. And she said, you know, just playing Halep would be nice and, and even, even losing would be good. So when she said that, you know, yeah, I knew it was I knew it was a rap. I knew it was a rap for. <laughs> you're not bringing your 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 A game out at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, and then I'm a, uh, I also throw out uh, Nadal and Nisha Corey because I mean Nisha Ooh, Corey, yeah. Ne- yeah. he he never stood a chance. No. Mm. For that, my match of the tournament would be Stan Wawrinka over Steph Tsitsipas. Yes. 7-6-5-7-6-4-3-6-8-6. That was some high-quality tennis. From start to finish, that was great. um, I personally, I would have been happy with either one of them winning. I like them both. Um, I think maybe slightly more happy with Vavrinka just because Vavrinka has really been there before 
um, you know, having won Rolling Girls before and made another final a couple of years ago. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was great tennis. And then I, for Steph, you know, you can always, when someone has learned from a tough loss like that, you can tell. And right. he's, he's the kind of player that learns from those losses and then builds on them. So, um, I think we'll see big things from him this summer too, coming off of that. Yes, I t- I took a lot from that watching that match myself. Um, and uh, Cece Pass is he's growing like with each each tournament that passes by, he's turning into a better player. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really really pulling for him in that match. I was in my living room losing my mind, but um, it was I, it was great seeing him compete with somebody like. Uh, stand mm-hmm. for an entire match like that because a lot of the guys his age and even the generation prior to him like the the Dimitrovs and the Roundages, they um they don't they've never really been able to compete with those top guys like that and at least right. not for not for an entire match. Mm-hmm. So it was I think it was really cool to see somebody uh, as young as Stefanos be able to sustain that that level of play and and get that close. So um I think um. He'll he'll enter the grass with more confidence, even though he lost in the fourth round. And and I ex- I expect him to make at least the quarterfinals at Wimbledon. I'm saying that now, despite a disastrous draw. <laughs> like he he's 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 going to be in the quarters at least. All right, we will um <laughs> we'll check back and see. <laughs> It's... And see see if I got my clown wig on. <laughs> <laughs> so my best dressed, I actually have a triple tie. I cheated. Um, I have Serena. I loved that. You know, I was complaining last episode because I wanted the floral dress. Um, but this was still a great look. I kind of wish the skirt would have been a little bit shorter. And clearly she did too because she kept pulling it right. up. Yeah, she kept tucking it. Um, but uh, you know, she's gotta, she's gotta watch out. She has to be careful because of all that ass. So uh, <laughs> she has to make her skirts a little bit longer than she did, you know, ten or fifteen years ago. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. You know, it was still um, in line as far as the color scheme with the rest of the Nike line that was out but it was still different at the same time it's still a lot different she gave us midriff which i always live for um she gave us a thick headband which you know i've been demanding for a while so um i wish we could have seen it longer (laughs) but um you know still it was still a great look it photographed well um i also loved Delpo's kit um his again was in line with the rest of the nike line but they gave him a little bit different um on the top so it was uh it was like i don't know, like a some sort of bluish charcoal color and then it had like maroon and orange and stuff on he's got like orange shoes um i thought it looked really good and it it looked really good on with the contrast of the clay um and then of course just being happy to see him even playing anyway and to make it back as far as he did to the fourth round and then, of course, my third, and this is where I really cheated because we discussed this before we started recording, but Kaini Shikori. Um, <laughs> listen, that that purple, like, on top of the shirt, but then also, like, the purple shoelaces and the purple undershorts, like, that's a look. And then it, it was so, it stood out so much more than pretty much everybody else's. Everybody, they, yeah. They tend to give him color schemes that stand out, and I, most of the time I don't like them, but this one I really, really liked. So those are my three. I really, honestly, I enjoy most of the Nike line. Um, I enjoyed the fact that they kind of gave everyone a little bit different look with the top players this time instead mm-hmm. of having like three or four players wearing the same kit. Um, the only Nike player that I didn't like was Shapo. His looked a damn mess, but I think he mismatched his top and bottom, and I think that was why, but also he went out first round, so nobody even saw it, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, Nisha Corey was definitely my best dress. Like, everything you said is, uh, the, the colors look great, the, um, the, the way he did the purple was fantastic, and I always, I pretty much always like 
what he has on. Even um, a couple years ago when he wore that like brown or like that green, whatever color it was. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, we, uh, we definitely did. I loved it. I loved it. I don't know why, but I did. It was great. Um, and for the women, my best dress is Serena, of course. Yeah. Everybody else, you know, nobody else really kind of stood out over there. Yeah, they did. They knows. they looked. They didn't look bad, but they just. They yeah. just it was just kind of you know, whatever. Yeah. Worst dressed is definitely Roger Federer, though. I'm sorry. It was, <laughs> it was awful. It was oh awful. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, people were laughing about it even before the tournament. As soon as his kit was revealed, people were like, like, is he really going to wear that brown like that? <laughs> It was oh, so God. bad. It was really ugly. Um, oh, it was so bad. And then he tried, because I thought it was going to be like brown and brown or white and white, but he, he switched them, and then it still didn't look good at all. You know, so um And it's funny because he's wearing the same brand as Nisha Corey, so it's like you got Nisha Corey looking great and then Roger over here looking like like he did. Just horrible. It was awful. Yeah, it's really something to uh you know, you think about Roger over the course of his career really, and he pretty much almost always looks pretty good. Like it's very it's not often that you see him in a really ugly kit like this <laughs> but uh you know and we were, I, you know i was saying like i feel like like rafa and novak don't typically care really what they're wearing um but with roger i always figured he did care about his appearance on court and what he was wearing but uh maybe not this this tournament because uh he should have spoken up he should have yeah because that was terrible yikes he could have he could have like got something from the the unique little store and just wore that and it would have been better. Um, mm. oh well, it'll be hard to mess up all white at Wimbledon, so we'll see what they're wearing. And yeah, at Wimbledon, at Wimbledon, it really all comes down to the fit. Yeah, especially now with the the stricter rules ever since the uh, the orange shoe fiasco. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, the orange shoe. He ruined it for everybody. Damn. Seriously, because he had the orange bottoms on his shoes, and people started complaining about that. And then he started saying, oh, well, Serena has orange bottoms under her dress, and it was just too much. Serena was getting away with a lot because she was wearing like, yeah, purple bottoms. Since like, <laughs> like, I think that she started doing that in like 2011, I think. Yeah. Because yeah, really I think her bottoms that year was like navy blue or black or something. I don't know. But, yeah. She was she snapped. It was surprising to see her see her with with that solid color on. Uh, that kit deserved more. Um <laughs> which one? The twenty thirteen kit it just Oh yeah. I am uh, I'm still pretty pressed about that. But um I don't know, should we move on to the power rankings? Um Sure. I don't have any, but sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will try to go slow and give explanations so you have time to think yours out. Um, the ladies, of course, I have Ash Barty at number one, uh, having one Roland Garros. Um, she only dropped a couple of sets the whole tournament, so playing good tennis she'll be confident going onto the grass so uh, she definitely has a little bit of an advantage there with that being her best surface historically thus far in her career she's still really young so i don't but you know even still um vonjasova i had to put at number two you know making the finals at 19 years old um even if she was overmatched and very nervous in the final uh it was still a great showing from her to get there um she beat some pretty good players. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what she does from here. Number three, I actually put Anna Samova at number three. Um, just because, like I mentioned earlier, she uh, has played her best tennis so far this year at the Slams. Um, and it usually takes a pretty special player to do something like that. Um, and she's only 17 so uh you know her upside looks to be pretty good she's very confident 
Um, she plays well. I, I described her ground strokes. She doesn't hit as hard as someone like Madison, but her ground strokes to me are very, they're like lasers. They're very linear. They're very, she hits with a lot of depth, um, a clean strike of the ball. And um, I think she'll be gunning to get even better to move to that next level, get to the next level and be more consistent. Um, for me, her movement is something that stands out that she's really got to probably work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but I'm excited for her. And like I said, I like her. So number four, I have Simona Hollip. Um, of course, you know, going out on the quarters. But uh, I think we said, you know, before the tournament started that she would be good for a quarterfinal anyway. Um, her draw at the time looked a little bit cakeish. So I think I might have said she might go further, but then she ended up not going further. I didn't see Anna Samova making it to the quarterfinals in the first place, let alone the semis. So, um, you know, we couldn't have foreseen that she was going to go out like that in the quarterfinals. But it's even still, that's good for her, you know, and her first time defending a slam to make it back to the quarters. You don't want to see the defending champion go in the first or second round, which she very well could have because she was taken through sets a couple of times before she got to that quarterfinal. Right. Um, but still good on her. I, she's still one of the top players on clay and still one of the top players, period. So, um, number five, I actually <laughs> going to really have to explain this one. I put uh, Burton's at number five. What? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Okay. Um, Burton's was my favorite going into the tournament. And um, I think she was a lot of people's favorite just based on her form and her results going in. Um, she definitely lost early, but I liked the things that she said in press about her loss after about how she, she recognized the opportunity and that she kind of fumbled the ball there. And, uh, she really missed out on a really huge opportunity for her cause she really, really could have won this tournament. Yeah. Well, um, I don't she did something to herself or whatever. Cause you know, she retired in her second round. Right. So she, I don't know if it was like. She, I think she might have injured herself in practice or something. I, you know, and I was, I was disgusted when I got up and I saw that she had uh, retired from her match because um, this is a slam, sis. So uh, we don't do that. Uh, right. Play, play through that shit. Do whatever you got to take a medical time. Do whatever you have to do. But I think it was some sort of like. Uh, like a stomach bug, gastrointestinal, I don't know. Like it was something that oh, yeah, wasn't like she was even... sick. Yeah, and I'm just like, girl, if you don't go take a shit and get back out on this court, like what's wrong with you? <laughs> you better take a couple times and get your ass back out on this court. You can win this tournament. But, you know, that's not what she did. But like I said, she did recognize that she, uh, you know, lost out on a huge opportunity. And sometimes, I'm not saying it won't, but sometimes, you know, you don't get another opportunity like that in your career um i'm not saying that won't happen that's that's the way it's going to go for her because she's still really young and she still has plenty of time to get those opportunities back as long as she stays healthy and plays well but um you know like opportunities like that don't come all the time in every slam she might not get the same draw again for wimbledon the u.s open or next french open or whatever so right um, but at the same time i still think um I still think she's playing well enough with when she doesn't have a stomach ache. And um I I don't I didn't look up her grass results from last year, but um even if she doesn't fare that well on the grass, the hard course is still coming up and we know she can play on a hard court too. So um I would like to see her. She's you know, she's been doing well at the tour events and winning some of these bigger titles, I would like to see her really start to bring that same level at the slams too. Yeah. And, she did quarterfinals at Wimbledon last year. Okay. So she's in there. She's, she's a, an all surface kind of player. So, um, yeah, I still have her as my number five. I didn't really feel like putting anybody else in that slot, um, with Kavitova having gone out early, um, Sloan going out to Conta in the quarters and straight sets. I mean, like Molly Wapped. So, um, yeah, I just put Burton's there because I feel like on form, she's still one of the top girls. Okay. Um, let me see. For mine, 
as you know, I just threw those together just real quick. I got uh, Barty at number one, having just won the French Open, and she's now number two in the world, and she's heading into grass, which everybody says is her best surface. So I'm assuming she'll do well. Uh, Vondrasova at number two, because, you know, 19 years old, just made a, a slam final. I think she'll carry I think she'll carry a lot of that over into the grass, and hopefully, hopefully she'll build on it, because the pressure could fucking kill her, for all I know. Uh, I actually have Halep at number three, just because she was, uh, she was one of the, I think she was the only top four seed to make it to the quarters, and I'm sure she's perfectly, I'm 100% sure she's perfectly content with this quarterfinal loss, and I don't think it's going to really affect her at all. I think she'll she'll play just as just fine on the grass, and and pretty much stay where she is. Uh, Anna Samova at number four for making the semifinal. I fully expect her to build on this result, and. I have Osaka at number five just for the fact that she managed to hold on to her number one ranking. Oh yes, yeah, she did. Because it was uh, it was it was between like her and like three, three or four other people. Like I think it was like three or four people could have left this tournament with that ranking, and they all lost early. <laughs> so she she managed to hold on to it. Good for her. Yeah, she's had it for a little while now. Like half a year. Right. On the men's side for me, of course, I have Rafa at number one, um, a 12th French Open title. Um, to me, he looked pretty great the entire event. Um, mm-hmm. Only dropped a couple of sets. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's the, you know, the undisputed king of clay, so. Um, and anybody who was not counting him as the favorite to win this tournament going in, I mean, clowns, all of them. Like, girl, put your red, put the red nose on, okay? Because, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my goodness, uh, I have Dominic Team at number two, uh, his second consecutive French Open final, his fourth time in a row making it semis or better. At this tournament, um, yeah, he's he's right there. He's putting himself in the mix, and he's giving himself the opportunities. So at some point, it's going to happen for him. Um, of course, having won Indian Wells this year, too, um, you know, he's now got a big title, and that's not even on his favorite surface. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he can maybe have a little bit better of a grass season this year. Um I don't know that he's playing any warm-ups, um, but we'll check and see on that if he does. He does, um, but even still, uh, playing really, really well. Um, Novak, I have at number three. Uh, he was, you know, poor thing, just a couple of matches away from No Less Slam 2.0. Um, and I was, you know, I tweeted I was a little bit disappointed just because I had I had my replies ready to go for the Nole fam because I know I know they was gonna try us about Serena Slam 2.0. I know they were, and I had <laughs> I had all my tweets and my thoughts ready. Okay, I just like drafts. Okay, they were ready, um, but you know it didn't come to that. So <laughs> lucky for y'all. <laughs> um, you know, but he's you know he's still playing well. He's he's right there. Um, you know, building, um, still not to me necessarily playing his best tennis, although I thought he looked better this tournament than maybe in a little bit, but, um, you know, it's, it's good. It's whatever. He'll probably still win Wimbledon, so he's not tripping. Um, I have Roger Federer at number four, of course, playing the French Open for the first time since 2015 um, when he lost to Vavrinka in the ugly shorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, being able to make it back to the semis, I thought that was a good result for him. I thought anything that would have been quarterfinals or less honestly would have been a disappointment for him, um, even though he hadn't played in the last few years. Um, I still was expecting a strong result from him, point blank and period. Um so being able to get back into the semis was good, and I'm sure he'll be uh, gunning for 
even better from Wimbledon. Uh, and then I have Stan Wawrinka actually at number five. Um, he was the only quarterfinalist to take a set off of his winning opponent in the quarterfinals. Everybody, all the other quarters were straight sets. So oh, yep. yeah, so he was able to take a set off of Roger. Um, he's playing good tennis. Uh, wins over Dimitrov, I think was like six six and six in that one, and then. Um, course beating Steph in that huge match the match of the tournament um so he's he's getting back in the mix um we know he does not like the grass so I'm not necessarily expecting a huge result from him on the grass but um at the same time you never know that's the only slam he's missing from his uh career slam so we'll see right. maybe he'll do it maybe he'll do it this year when we're not expecting um my mine is looks pretty much the same. I got Nadal at number one for obvious reasons. Team at number two for obvious reasons as well. <laughs> number three, I have Better because uh, I mean he got dragged in his semi, but he did well to make it there. You know, his first time playing the French Open in however many years, and uh, we're headed to the grass. So I know Federer's going to take a take a lot from getting these matches and these wins and these points under his belt heading towards Wimbledon. So number four, I have Djokovic because, I mean, he made the semis, but I still feel like he's not playing very well at all. Like even, even in his wins, he still didn't, I mean, he was dragging everybody that he played, but it just didn't, it, it didn't really come off to me like his, like he used to. It's and that's like a lot of pushing to me, but yeah. yeah. And uh, his uh, quarterfinal with uh, Zverev, Zverev actually served for that first set. Djokovic did well to kind of flip that. Uh, and that semifinal against him was fucking horrible. It was awful. So uh, it was tight, but it was awful. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't. I just. I, I still think the guys I listed above him are playing better than he is. So should he should he come up against them on the grass, I favor them. At least right now. And uh for my five, I have I have two people at number five. I have Stan and I have Sissipas as well because Stan did Stan did great to finally make it back to an, another quarterfinal here. Mm-hmm. And Sissipas played that amazing match against Stan in the fourth round, and I think he's really gonna build on that come to grass. So I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm really, uh, you know, I love Wimbledon and everything about it. So, well, it's Metal Sunday. I don't know Metal Sunday, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be interesting. It'll be fun this grass season. Um, of course, I'm still sort of getting used to having three weeks in between the two slams instead of two. Right, but um, yeah, it just gives us another week of of grass and getting to enjoy those tournaments and everybody who plays. Um, I look forward to Queens specifically because of Sir Andy Murray playing doubles, so uh, I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm looking forward to Birmingham just because Venus is playing a grass warm up for the first time since 2011 and for only the fourth time in her entire career. So uh, that's that's interesting. Just just earlier today, I was thinking about like just imagine what her trophy case would look like, or in Serena's trophy case would look like if they actually played the grass events. You know, all these years, all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's that's so fucking true. insane. Imagine, imagine how much easier their routes to the Wimbledon <laughs> trophies would be. <laughs> If they played a grass one before, like I mean, do we remember 2012 when Serena got another week at McGrath? Okay, listen, I mean, woo, mm. it's almost a shame. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it should be a, a fun grass court season. I, uh, I don't know. I always am happy. I mean, I'm not necessarily rushing to get to Wimbledon because. That means like I have like a month left before I have to start back to work again. So I don't really rush to get there. But, um, you know, at the same time, 
it's a fun time of the year and then right after Ramona you start you know the hard courts again and it's just just goes really really quickly and there's a ton yes. of tennis non-stop until the end yeah which usually ends for us at the US Open because you know Williams don't go to Asia no more so. sure don't um, but we'll see what happens this year I don't know um, I would like for Serena to pick up where her big sister is and also play a warm-up tournament. She said she was going to, but also right. want her to be a compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm not expecting that. Um, and, you know, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. You know, she's still in Europe, so I guess she could. Um, I'm not expecting anything. from her. Um, no. Well, I mean, that's it. We're at 50 minutes. We've we've really gotten good at shortening this shit up. Good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did a two and a half hour episode earlier this year, so we should be good for Woo-hoo. that <laughs> uh, for a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. But we'll be back, you know, and sometime in the next couple of weeks with another episode, maybe a Wimbledon preview. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and have some more fun. But until then, um, actually, also remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Bitch, we are everywhere. Okay? So get your life. Um, follow us on Twitter at Hold Your Ponytails. My personal Twitter is Hey Seti Baby. I'm at I Am Nels. Um, we're on. I think we still have our YouTube accounts. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go there, um, you know, but you know, just look us up. Um, make sure when you look us up with our name, you know, uh, look for our logo, which is that light blue with the tennis ball and both of our names on the visor because yes. um, somebody else has decided to name their podcast. Yeah, we said it even though we already had the name. So, um, you know, things happen, life happens, and you move with it. I'm forcing a smile right now. But, uh, you know, just look for that yellow tennis ball and not whatever that other logo is. I don't care. Um, But, you know, otherwise, until then, uh, we'll see y'all next time. Peace. What did I say? You didn't hear?